0: And now an Envision Financial Podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's Two Double C It's time to catch up with Luke Smith from Envision Financial once again. Luke, good afternoon. Hey, Thanks for popping we? in. I tell you what, Friday comes around quickly, doesn't
1: it? Right, <laughs> every other day's Friday at the moment, so it's uh, we are just blink and two minutes ago we were getting ready for Christmas. So.
0: And it's a busy time of the year because we're at the end of April now mm. and there's not much longer until the end of the financial year. So a lot no. of planning and preparation for people to look over yeah, look, look I think at over the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, spot months.
1: on, I think. You know, thinking now for 30 June is probably very prudent because the weeks will fly by and people need to remember that it can take time to get things done. Pull money out of super, roll things over and various other admin duties. I think there's still a little bit of COVID lag as well. A um, lot of larger institutions still hiding behind, oh, you know, timeframes have changed because of COVID. Yeah, right, whatever. No. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, look, be prepared. Um, as, as someone famously said, if you're early, you're never late. And when it comes to climate deductions, that's a good thing. Yeah, and
0: and it's good in just about every field of endeavour you can possibly imagine. If you're early, you're never late. It's a good piece of advice. Now, today Mm. we have a topic about... Uh, what to do with your accumulated leave as you're approaching retirement. And mm. apparently some people are wondering whether they should use all of their accumulated leave before they retire yep. or they should let it keep accumulating and cash it out when they do retire. So what's, yep. what's the better
1: option? Well, uh, again, I think we've got to start with why, as we say in most weeks. Um, there's no real wrong answer here. It's about making sure you're working with an informed parameter you know you can you can make an informed decision and it, it depends on your situation for some people cashing it out to buy a car cashing it out to pay for a holiday cashing it out because they haven't done a lot of work in that financial year the timing of your benefit and when you decide to leave can be directly related to the tax implications and what I mean is if you earn a hundred thousand dollars and you've got 25 years of accumulated leave with your employer and you cash that out in June that will get added to other taxable income in that financial year. So thinking about when you're going to leave is important because if you've got a, a full year's taxable income or you may have sold an asset or you know, there are other things that have increased your overall taxable position, it may be advantageous for you to say to your employer, well, I'll finish in July. I'll work the first two weeks or the first month of July and then I'll finish. Because when we think about that, you've had one month's wages. And long service leave and um, accrued uh, benefits, some of it is taxed at your marginal rate. Yeah. Whether it's annual leave or long service leave, depending on when it's accrued, there's a set formula for the tax makeup. But as, as people uh, get older, they've been in the workforce uh, for a shorter period of time where the benefits are taxed advantageously. So you could basically work on the, the premise that whatever you cash out is going to be taxed at your marginal rate. If you've only worked for one month in June, July, then you're going to have less tax to pay because you won't have any other taxable income. So thinking about when you leave can be advantageous. The other thing people should consider is, well, I'm accumulating leave on leave. So if you're going to use up you know, a year's worth of long service leave, whilst you're on long service leave in most instances, you're accumulating recreational leave. So whether you cash it out or use it up, if you've got enough leave to get you through to an important time frame, like being 60 years of age um, or meeting your Commonwealth preservation age where, you know, you can stay out of the workforce for 12 months on leave and then be able to access super, you can control how you manage your cash flow. So cashing it out is good for certain yep. people. Staying in there and accumulating um, leave while you're on leave is good. Thinking about using it maybe... Um, at 50%, you could be on twice the, the duration of your leave on half pay. If you want to get through to age 60 and at 58, you say, oh, look, I just can't take it anymore. I've checked out and I don't want to go back to the workforce. Yeah, That's a really good way of, of making the most of ongoing regular cash flow in the form of a salary.
0: I suppose one of the factors that might influence your decision would be just how much leave do you have accumulated? And Mm. if you're talking about a scenario where you've never used your long service leave, so that's accumulated, plus you've got a good stock of annual leave banked away as well. I was in a situation once where I had something like 30 weeks leave altogether Mm. banked away. And Mm. uh, if I was about to retire, I could then think to myself, well, I could actually go and leave six months before retiring, Mm. burn through all of that. Yep and effectively start my retirement early is there a benefit to doing that
1: well there is because if you as we we just touched on if you've worked all year and received your remuneration in the form of wages and then you decide to cash out your benefits where you have a significant amount of leave you could actually take you know a hundred thousand dollar salary from a tax standpoint when you cash all your benefits out, that could leap you up to 150, 160, 180, depending on how much leave you have. So yeah. again, using that up and saying, well, I have a, an occupation where I could take a year's leave and just you know, slide into retirement nicely. Um, that's very advantageous and a great way to become disengaged with work but still have regular money coming in because maybe you don't want to access your super. You could prolong taking that for 12 months, let that grow a little bit more. And, you know, we've seen over the last 12, 18 months, that can be very prevalent when something like a COVID comes along Mm. because people don't want to access their super in the middle of COVID. They'd like to see the balance come back up, which is what we've seen. And then they can say, right, balances have come up. I've used up a year's leave. I've got another year's growth in my super fund. And now I'll access my superannuation as a pension and draw an income stream and live the way that I want to live. So thinking about your position and your needs in relation to cash flow can be really important because what you do and how you take it may be very different to somebody mm. else that you work with in the same position.
0: And there might be another advantage to that too, depending on your own circumstances. But if you're a little uncertain about this whole retirement thing, you're thinking, well, I'm thinking about retiring, but I'm not really sure if I want to. Mm. You can go and leave for six months or whatever it is that yep. you've got accrued. Yep. See what it's like exactly. to be retired, test drive it, so to speak, yep. and then make up your mind. Or if you change your mind, you can go back to work
1: again. And again, it's that's exactly right. And I think we have that conversation with people more often than not because they're just not sure i'll just use up my leave and see if i like it and at the end of it they might go oh well that was a bit boring i've got nobody to play with because all my friends are still at work so you know what i'll go back and keep doing something and it may be that they go back part-time and they do three days a week instead of five if their occupation permits um so yeah i think that's a great way to sort of put your toe in the water um, because again covid taught people or showed people that sitting at home doing not a lot in a very restricted environment, which in, in in a way we sort of still are, um, is, is not all the cupcakes and rainbows that you think it is. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's a great way of you know using it up, managing the tax. Another consideration that people can think about is, if you're going to cash things out and you do it before June, look to try and maximize your super contributions by adding additional money up to the $25,000 concessional cap, or alternatively using the carried forward rules um, for contributions that you haven't made from the 2019 financial year, where you can add additional monies um, in certain situations to try and mitigate that additional tax that we spoke about. So understanding and having some time thinking about it now for June is, is very prudent because these things sometimes do not happen quickly and if you receive all of your money in relation to your leave payments on the 28th of june it's going to be very hard to get cleared funds into super by the 30th of june just from a logistics standpoint so yeah. have a strategy leading into june and know what you feel like doing and, and the implications in relation to tax so you can make the most of your final full working year in relation to gainful employment Another
0: thing that uh, perhaps people should keep in mind is that there are different kinds of leave. And uh, mm. obviously, annual leave is the standard one that we're all familiar with. Then yep. there's the long service leave. Yep. If you've been there for a long time, that's very generous. Yep. There's also sick leave. So Some people apparently think that they can bank their sick leave and yeah. cash it out. Now, that's not the case, is it?
1: Well, no. So you have, you have annual leave and, and you accrue that and, and, and leave accrued after between 1978 and 1993 for the older people out there that are still in the workforce, that's taxed at 30%. -hmm. And then anything accrued after 93 is taxed at your marginal rate. So you need to say, how long have I been working and when did I accrue my leave? Because there may be some tax concessions, although those tax concessions are starting to sort of fade out because pre-78, only 5% was added to your marginal tax rate, which was very advantageous, um, which would mean you've been in gainful employment for 43 years or so wow Um, yep (laughs) actually i had one the other day 41 years the lady had worked at the same place wow and had just been made redundant which was quite you know you don't see that very often no um so you know annual leave payable yes long service leave payable sick leave use it or lose it yeah use it or lose it. there's no value there in relation to the monetary side of sick leave um and for that older generation that worked hard and Went to work sick and just got up and got on with it. I find people have a huge amount of leave. Um, some of these young Thundercats out there at the moment who look at you know sick leave as a rostered day off. Um, yeah, they don't tend to accrue it too much. <laughs> um, so again, that's a that's a generational shift in thinking yeah. that that we see. But yeah,
0: but as you said, use it or lose it. So maybe they're the smart ones. Possibly. Yeah, look, possibly.
1: It depends if you're an employee or an employer. Um, I think the view on that's going to be different depending on which side of the fence you're on. But yeah, look, it's just being mindful that, you know, there isn't a value to that and um, if you are going to be sick, it, it may be advantageous to be sick in the last six months that you work somewhere. But I didn't, I didn't say that, did I?
0: <laughs> I think I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But of course, this leads to the question, how can people make the most of their leave payments? Because yeah. each, each type of payment is different. So how do you, yep. how do you maximize that benefit?
1: Yeah. So I think the, the key takeouts there are know when you're going to go and know when you're going to receive your benefits. If you can be paid um, in, in, say, July or August, um, that can be advantageous from a tax perspective because in that financial year, you'll have a much lower total marginal tax rate, which can be good because, as I said earlier, if you're earning $100,000 and you've got $50,000 worth of leave and that's taxed at 39%, if you took it in the next financial year, it may be taxed at a much lower rate. Yeah. So think about when you're going to get it. Also think about whether you use it up, as, as you said earlier, you know, maybe I want to just test the water and I want to see what this retirement game is like and see if it's for me. So look to try and use that up and, and push that for a period of time where you have it because whilst you're using it, you're also accumulating recreation leave. So if you're on long service leave, under most enterprise agreements, you're still accumulating recreational leave because you're gainfully employed. Yes. You're also receiving superannuation contributions. Yes. And this is a big one that people tend to sort of look past. If you're using up your leave, you're still receiving remuneration in the form of superannuation from your employer. If you cash it out, you cease to get superannuation from your employer. Now, this is a big one for those out there in the PSS, um, because if you're making a 10% contribution to super and you go on leave, you can continue to make that contribution and increase what's called your accrued benefit multiple which is ultimately part of the formula, which maximizes your final entitlement. So if you've got a lot of leave and you can stay in a defined benefit scheme, that can be very advantageous because your superannuation factors are growing. Whereas if you cash them out, you've ceased to make contributions to the fund and that can actually reduce the value of your pension entitlements down the track.
0: And that actually is quite a significant factor to consider, isn't
1: it? It is, because especially with the defined benefit schemes, you're talking about something that will be paid for the remainder of your natural life. And the formula is final average salary multiplied by accrued benefit multiple gives you X value. And if we're trying to maximise X value, we need that variable of the accrued benefit multiple to go up. Um, by 0.31 if you're making a 10% contribution, and 0.21 if you're making a 5% contribution. So think about the longer-term implications, because if you're going to receive a pension for the next 25 years, yeah, let's let's get as much into super as we can. Okay. Also think about making a deductible contribution if you do have to go into the end of the financial year. Think about using the cash that you have either from the benefits or from an offset account or cash in your own name to maximize your super contributions in the year that you're finishing so that you can get more deductions in a year where your taxable income has been increased as a result of the the cashing out of accumulated uh, rec leave and annual leave.
0: Okay, so in short, the simple version, if you do have a lot of leave accumulated, it may be to your advantage to actually utilize that leave before officially retiring mm. because you'll maximize your superannuation benefits.
1: Correct, exactly right. So we need to think with the end in mind and, and make the most of the cash flow and the tax but also then the end benefit of, well I want as much in super as possible and if my work can help me kick the can there and and, and bolster that a little bit before I go, hey, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth.
0: Indeed not. That's our, that's our motto around here, isn't it? <laughs> Why not? I'm joined by Luke Smith in the studio today from Envision Financial. And today we're talking about retirement. Should I use my leave or cash it out? So Luke, while we're pondering this very deep and mm. dark question, mm. uh, what are the key strategy
1: tips? Yeah, well, I'd say before the ad break, it's, it's take it at the right time. Know what you want to do and, and have some time to make a decision. And as you mentioned, maybe you know putting a toe in the water and, and using your leave so that you have some regular income coming in the form of wages. It could be full-time wages, it could be part-time wages. You may want to extend your leave um, from a recreational standpoint and say, well, rather than have six months, I'd like to have 12 and I'd like to be on half pay for that period you know, going to HR with plenty of notice and, and to your employer can be very advantageous because if they know they need to fill a job for 12 months instead of six, you've probably got a better chance of getting somebody to agree um, where they have some time to be able to change the employment arrangement. And then you've got the benefit of having your income paid to you in the best possible way to suit your lifestyle and what you want. Um, Maximise contributions. We touched on that before the ad break as well. Um, get your contributions in, in, the, in the last year that you work. That could be making a non-concessional contribution with cash to bolster pension payments. That could be a deductible contribution up to 25000 this financial year. That 25000 is going to increase to 27500 from the 1st of July, so that may be something that you think about. It could also be that you take your benefits in July to reduce your taxable income in the year that you receive your leave payments. That can be advantageous from a tax perspective as well. So. Understanding what you're going to do and then using the funds to be able to get yourself in a position that can give you the greatest amount of choice and flexibility is very advantageous. Um, If you need to put money into superannuation, let's say you had $500,000 of cash because maybe you've sold a property or you've inherited some money or whatever may occur, you want to think about putting some money in as a non-concessional contribution up to the $100,000 limit this year that then resets on the 1st of July and you could throw a further $330,000 in on the 1st of July to maximise the amount of money that you put in. If you were to just throw $300,000 in today, that then locks you out for the next three years of making that type of contribution and in a way you've limited yourself by around $100,000 when you could have put that money into superannuation and then taken a tax-free pension over 60. So thinking about it now leading into June is very prudent because it can take time to get some of these things together. It may be that money comes out of an offset account before June, knowing that you're going to receive leave payments in July. You could then replenish the offset account, but you've got control of how your money is invested, where it's invested, and the structures in place for you to then be able to take out an income stream to live the way you want to live. And as we said before... Use up your leave and accumulate some recreation leave on long service leave yeah. so that at the end you can also receive superannuation guarantee payments whilst you're phasing out of the workforce but you're maximising your total benefits.
0: And the other uh, strategy that you touched upon earlier that I thought was quite interesting was that uh, if you don't need a huge income uh, you, and you're quite happy to do it and it suits you, you can actually take your leave but take it at half pay so that the mm. leave lasts twice as long.
1: Yeah, and you could even. You could extend that strategy a little bit further if you're at your commonwealth preservation age let's say you're 60 or 62 you might say well i'll take half pay for 12 months and i'll start a transition to retirement pension at the same time to top up the wages that you've lost by going to part-time instead of full-time so that your actual cash flow doesn't change but you're not needing to draw out as much of your super so you've got a really nice balance there where you can play that strategy um and and have the cash flow that you want whilst you're at home with lots of time to spend more money because that's the other thing a lot of people forget is you've gone from working 40 or 50 hours a yep. week to being at home now you fill your days and it costs a little bit more for some coffees and some lunches and some mahjong and whatever else you may be doing so indeed having access to cash is is, is always prudent
0: indeed it is now luke where can listeners get more information
1: yeah so six two six zero four seven four nine 4749 is the office number so give us a ring come in have a chat throw it around um envisionfinancial.com.au they can always subscribe to the knowledge center there there's a raft of technical information some videos to watch you can subscribe to the youtube channel envision financial canberra where we've got the show and other pieces of information and we've got the podcast the strategy stacker on itunes and spotify um where people can sit and, and listen to that on the on the podcast in the car and uh Learn as they drive. So there's a, there's a few different places we can go. And, you know, as we said last week, we're looking for an advisor to join the team. So if yeah. there's somebody out there that's looking for a bit of a sea change, let us know, reach out, and we can try and see if that if that fits.
0: Fantastic. Luke, thanks very much. Right, We'll see you next week. We'll catch you next Friday. That's Luke Smith from Envision Financial.